I think that people don't really know uh, British accents beyond super posh yeah. and Cockney. Well, there's like, there's like, because like, there's like thirty or forty, right? There's yeah. so many British. There's so many, and it's such a tiny island. It's crazy. It's, it's kind of a melting pot, you know. When I was in Scotland, I I went on a date with a British with an English guy, and he was like, "Just so you know, I have an accent that's probably going to make you want to make you hate me." I was like, I don't know what you mean by that. And I met him and he had a posh accent. He was like, just like, this means basically that I'm a Republican. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I just, to me, that just means you're British. He's like, oh, you're American. So it's fine. It's normal. You don't, you you don't count. But Scottish (laughs) people fucking hate me. They hate this accent and they think I'm a dick. Like, well, you are actually turns out, but you know, whatever. Fine. Oh. It, it, it's the accent of yeah. imperialism. It, make, it it makes sense to me why they would have said that. Like, I I do come across as posh uh-huh. to some folks sometimes because I just have this weird accent. That Which is especially everyone. weird because you live so in the north. I nice. When early... I know, right? I should. Nice. Public fuck. <laughs> the nice. Nice. Where's that nice even from? podcast where we talk about carol uh and now we play the theme song oh yeah well we, we play the theme song before you introduce it okay great whatever <laughs> okay 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 let's just keep going let's just keep going let's just keep going i'm laser alice created a soundboard which is throwing us all into chaos yeah i'm alice i'm it's episode 28 our special guest today is creator of incredible comics, an incredible, um, I have it on my shelf. You always have them behind you, but uh, a compilation of uh, non-binary, um, was it specifically non-binary erotica comics that you put out? There, there's like all kinds of amazing things that you've made. Oh, well, shucks. Harry yeah, and Bentley. Um, Nectar, I think is probably the one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Harry Ann, she, her. <laughs> I, I missed out on the memo. I'm the only one without blue hair in the screen. But you have great hair. The you still podcast, have gay hair. So. Your hair is still gay. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I turn... My hair is normally like three different colors, like Neapolitan ice cream. So I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of extra lifting to try and compensate for the lack of blue. Uh, well, back to the topic. At... Yeah, 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 I yeah. Make you make comics. They're great. They're great. <laughs> um, and Alice created a soundboard. So, Alice, tell me about your soundboard. <laughs> I can't help you with that. Yes, please. Okay, don't tell us about the soundboard. That's fine. Ask me. <laughs> okay, so tell why did you make the soundboard? You made me buy boat tickets. <laughs> nice. 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 It's perfect. Do we record on separate audio tracks, or is this going to be? A <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. This thing records later. separate audio track. That's kind of the magic of it, including the sound yeah. effect. Oh, that's such not, not, a nice. I need this for my life. I need an app that just has. You made me buy boat tickets. Oh, <laughs> uh, the podcast is good oh again. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I last night. So so look behind the curtain. We recorded our last episode on Friday. Today is oh, Sunday, okay. and so yeah. last night I had the realization when I got home. 
that I had to watch Carol again. And I texted mm -hmm. Lisa, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But then I had a great watch and it was really fun. And I, I found some I'm new so stuff good. and I'm back in, baby. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, my watch was not so bad. I watched it with Becca again. Um, and now she's on her third watch. And she, we talked about cinematography, which she's cinematography. about. Yeah. Yep. All right, Harry Ann, tell us about Carol. What do you think? Was this your first watch? Tell us what you like. What was your history with the movie Carol before you watched it? Oh well, I think I'm probably coming from an odd perspective compared to the other folks you've had on because I had been meaning to watch Carol for a long time. Uh, I'd been meaning to watch Carol for a long time. I saw it advertised at the cinema where my partner Gwen worked when it came out. And I was like, "Ooh, a gay movie! How nice!" But it did look a little bit. I don't know. Is this made by queer people or is it made? of the academy like I, I wasn't sure and then I just never got around to it but then some people I know made a podcast about it and I oh, enjoy listening to them so I decided to listen to the podcast and then someone made a comic about Patricia Highsmith's life and was on the podcast and I make comics I love comics and I was like oh sure I can buy a hardback book about someone I've never read the work of <laughs> get some nice background Classic. before I go into any of the understanding of their work. <laughs> so my background before I get to the movie Carol is listening to more than 20 of your podcast episodes. <laughs> Congratulations on reaching the halfway point. Well, now, we're, 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 pa we're past it. Like 20 yeah. Now, yeah, last, last episode. Woo! Congratulations! Um, uh, so what did you think? What did you think about the movie? And what was the experience like watching it now, knowing the like so much of it? From this podcast. I loved it. It was so good. Um, like, I struggle with long movies. Uh, like, my partner Gwen will tell you that she has to trick me into watching things. Like, she has to be like, oh, could you make a cup of tea? That's not what she sounds like. Um, and then while I'm doing that... British accents are really I, hard I, to I do. Know. as we Yeah, still. it's the whole thing. I'm British and I can't even do it. Um, <laughs> and she puts a thing on and I'm like, oh, what's, oh, I wonder what this is while I'm making the tea. It's like, oh, what are you watching? What's this thing you got going on on, on the... You can't, all, you can't even do your own. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm a terrible impersonator. And that's how I've done things like watch all of Umbrella Academy mm. Season 2, but mm. not 1. I, and now 3 is out, and they're like, do I watch 1 to get all nope. that's going on in 3, or do I just watch 3? Like, 1 isn't worth Elliot it, because Elliot Page is a straight woman in the first season. It's not worth fuck? it. Yeah. Why would they make him play that? That's fucked up. I know, it is. It's really transphobic. But it does have <laughs> Danny McElroy from uh from Carolyn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, it does. This is a very Alice move. I watched Broadchurch season two, but not season one, because that was the only one that Phoebe Waller Bridge was in. And when I tell people that, they go, Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> because Phoebe Waller Bridge. That's the answer yeah. to that question. Like, there are probably people that only watch the American Horror Stories with Sarah Paulson because she's wonderful. This is where I discover she's been in all of them. Yeah, that's at least a, like, um, anthology, so it's not the same story. Whereas Broadchurch Season 2 is very much, uh -huh. why is everyone sad about this this kid who got killed? I have no context at all. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like... <laughs> You're there, like, children? you like oh. jumping into Riverdale, like, halfway through Season 4 or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um... Which would be easier, jumping into Riverdale or jumping yeah. into a river? They both sound very yeah. difficult. Yeah. 
try and figure out what's going on yeah. with your life. Harry, and you're, so you're one of the people who decided that you were going to listen to the podcast and not watch the movie till the end of the year, and then we roped you into being on the podcast. Yes. I fully intended to watch the movie after listening to the first few, and then it just didn't happen because I take on too many projects. And apparently, 2022 is the year that people want to do stuff again. Yep. Yeah. Like, I had nothing going on for the last two years, and then people were emailing me, banging my door down, being like, hey, I want to make it work. So, that's great. Okay. All of you at once? Um, okay, I need to make a schedule. So what did you, what did you think? Like, the, the movie starts? Like, what does it look like? Oh my god, so it's, it's, I'll say it's hypnotic. Mm. Like, the, the two-hour runtime just flew by for me. Um, it just draws you in with how much atmosphere, color usage, soundtrack usage, um, I, everyone's voices sound so good. It's, it's all just really amazing. Um. It opens with a sewer grate. Yes. Yeah. And I was kind of looking at it like, is this an Art Deco elevator? Is this a zoom in of someone's clothing? Like, what are we doing here? And then, it, yeah, it goes up and it follows a man in order to help men not leave the theater early out of boredom. <laughs> you know, they struggle with yeah. the whole empathy thing sometimes. That's a good point. You know, the men who went to watch Go See Birds of Prey and were like, this, this movie has so many ladies in it and I feel confused. Yeah. Well, well- what are they doing? Uh, uh, so yeah, on, that's on, a... no one kisses a man. No, you're you're actually right because on the on, on the latest season of Barry, there was a joke about how people will turn off a streaming show if in the first thirty seconds they don't see either or no, if they see a dessert or Central Park, they are they are almost guaranteed to finish watching the season of the show. And that was like a joke on the show, <laughs> but I think like I think there is some truth to that. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the show Friends? No, no, no. The show. The sh- <laughs> well, no, no. On on Barry one of the characters had their own streaming show and it got canceled immediately, like like 12 hours after it went up. And they said, hey, you didn't have a, wow. a shot of a, um, a dessert or a Central Park and that would have made people watch the show. <laughs> I mean, I, that is a good point. Like, Carol does be like, Carol does be like, there, there's like... It do be like that, yes. Beginning. It, it, uh, fuck it, it's constantly... Well, yeah, and then, then the sewer grade is like, it's a prison, but it's also like train sounds. I don't know. Okay, go on. First of all, Alice, where do I get that mug that you're using? You're using a best idea of all time mug, and I yeah. want one. You can get it at alice.deals slash best idea. Once again, that's alice.deals slash best idea. <laughs> I'm going to get one. Okay. <laughs> all right, Harry Ann. Uh, so, so we meet Carol. We meet Therese. What do you think? What, do you, what did you like after hearing so much about them? What was it like to finally oh meet, they... meet them? Meet your friend's friends. <laughs> meet my friend's crushes. My friend's future wives. Yes. Yeah. Um, they were wonderful. Like, I I have mixed experiences around Rooney Mara. I feel like, I, I, I feel this more with, um oh, what's her name? Um, Kate Mara? The, no, the, uh, the, uh, the Numira Pace. Oh, I, yeah. I feel yes. more with Numira Pace. I, I kind of saw her like Numira Pace for a long right. time in the, Someone in a in a in a meeting was like, "Ah, oh, we need a woman for this. What is what kind of woman? I don't know. Kind of beige. We just need her. <laughs> we need her in this movie." And it's like, "Anumia well, Pace is from beige. Let's get her." Like, she's played like twenty different ethnicities. Yeah. She keeps playing people who have very little dialogue or just die, mm-hmm. and it's just very confusing to me. And I'd seen Rooney Mara as like someone who was in and around a movie yeah. in that similar way. I'd not really seen her lead something. Sure. And no, she's great in this. Like she went very up in my estimation. Also, I 
I own like half of those clothes in different patterns. Like she's going for a very mousy, it's always the quiet ones kind of yeah. look. And they're like, oh, dang, apparently I was inspired through time. Yes. Like, mm. like so. never, never taught herself how to dress, still dresses the way her mother dressed her up for school, even though Therese is, a, is an orphan, but that style. Yeah, she's at the doll's counter and she dresses like a mm-hmm. doll. Like, she's there like, ah, I'm with my people. <laughs> I don't want to leave. I'd love to see the train set, but this is where I belong. Sure, surely. Without me, they'll never feed themselves. Sure, surely she's not a doll that they, that came to life. I, I enjoy the headcanon that Therese is a doll that came to life. I'm fine with that. She just, just appeared there and then Richard brought her home. It was like, oh, this, this girl seems to be real, <laughs> I, I I think she I think she wandered out of the store, and then I think she wandered out of the store because because Glass's manager, who we love, Roberta, turned her into a real girl, and then she wandered out of the store, and Richard was the first guy drunk stumbling on the street. But yeah, so so Naomi Rapace and and Rooney Mara both did play Lisbeth Salander in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies oh, dude, so right. that's why you probably associate the mm. two of them and, and numi did all three movies the, the original swedish movies and then um i believe the david fincher movie did they only do they the only one? did the one and then they then they adapted the fourth book with claire foy like two years ago that no one saw oh yeah the fourth book that wasn't even written by steve right Lester. yeah and and like i was very confused by that it was so confusing because i thought that first movie was good and I, I, it did really well i think it got like oscar nominations and stuff i don't know i never understood why they didn't make more of those but anyway um yeah. yeah. As soon as like David Fincher was on it and advertised it as a feel bad movie, I was like, "Oh, I've read the book. That is exactly what kind of thing this yeah. is." I mean, just watch people suffer for a while. It is another movie where Rudy Mara gets to kiss kiss ladies. So, I'm 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 in favor. Is that kimchi? Yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a we had a live kimchi on the desk. Kimchi kimchi wants to be part of the podcast. Hi, kimchi. <gasps> oh Hi, my kimchi. god. Hi, kimchi. Oh. This is so exciting. Alice's cat is here. Alice's cat, what? Oh my gosh, you have so many dangling toys. Oh, this is so perfect. Oh, this uh, is the podcast now. Okay, Kimchi, Kimchi, you, you just can't sit on the keyboard. Can, can we hear cat? I don't think we can hear cat. Got anything to say, Kimchi? Kimchi? What do you think about Carol Aird? Yeah, Kimchi did watch with me last night, and she did have some thoughts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but Harry and I want to I want to keep hearing you're our guest I want to keep hearing what you thought and then we'll, we'll get to, we'll Sorry, get to this yeah, yes so um yeah Rooney Mara I really liked in this as this kind of young crushing like a schoolgirl naivete and then towards the end of the movie having grown into herself um and becoming more steadfast and Laser is so happy to see this cat I cannot <laughs> describe the face to you it's amazing. Um, we're, we're totally back. We no, are so, so back. Good. We're so back, baby. Okay, ah! yes. Um. So tell me, but what? What? But the real question is, Harry Ann, would you change your life and leave everything for Carol? I mean, maybe. Like, okay. I'm not. I I specifically have like dating history with men, which is mixed, and mm. trans folks, which is generally good. Uh, I don't really date women normally but she's so seductive in this movie like all of her clothes are wonderful i do i do like how she has like an incognito mode where she puts on this enormous fur coat and a a wrap around her head and enormous glasses like she's actually just that famous 
yeah. uh, as Kate, because she can't leave the building without having to be a character. Okay. She'll be mobbed by people in the 40s or whatever this movie's set. Yes. I mean, I'm bad at time. It, the 50s, but yes, it's it's an amazing jacket. I'm not a I clock love... lady. You're not, listen, you're, you're not You are in fact not a clock, comma, lady. You're not a clock lady, you're a clock envy, and that's different. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay, that's that's our that's our that's yeah, our podcast I... title. So, <laughs> Kate looks so good as well. I do want to give a shout out to um, Sarah Paulson. No, was it Sarah? Yes, Paulson? Sarah Paulson. Yes. yes. God, my brain. Sorry, Sarah Paulson, who also looks so put together in all of her scenes. Mm-hmm. Love her so yeah. much, and I I have always loved the two old lesbians who don't have the love for each other anymore but hang out because everyone else is garbage kind of a yep. trope. Like, yes. Like it's so it's so wonderful. What like one of those couples that you see in pictures and then discover that they've been married for years with several dogs and you uh-huh. just it's like, oh, I guess I can see that happening. Like it makes sense but no one saw it coming somehow. Yeah. Sisters yeah, they, or roommates or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like when we first introduced to Abby, played by Sarah Paulson, um when she's picking up Carol, and they both have matching, they both have matching gloves and, head scarves. and yep. uh, scarves around their heads, yes. and they're matching each other from the fact that they're wearing those things, and they drive away in the car. It's like, what? What is? What is this Broadway production you're going to audition for together? Because <laughs> you're totally like, it's us, the Singing Sisters, or are we? Da 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 da. Like <laughs> just immaculate taste driving oh, in a convertible in the middle of december yes late december oh right oh it's wonderful i wasn't gonna take notes but um honestly i was just enraptured by it so i i felt i needed to pause it at points and take notes because otherwise my brain wouldn't mm-hmm. um, like as much as people talk about this movie being slow it's also very dense i feel like the dialogue is eminently quotable so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, do you have any examples of that, it... Alice? I can't help you with that. <laughs> okay, sorry. You, you made me buy both tickets! Nice. 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 The I can't help you with that is so good. That whole scene. Like, after I'd finished watching the movie, I honestly just put it straight back to the, the, the not Bloomingdale's mm-hmm. Frankenberg. Called... Frankenberg's, yes. That's the name of the department store. I, I immediately put it back to the Frankenberg's scene. Actually, I watched the Frankenberg scene, got out of the Frankenberg scene. I was just enamored by it, and I turned it back and went back to the Frankenberg scene. And then it finished, and I put it back there again. Oh, the, 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 the meet-cute scene? Was, yeah, the meet-cute right at the beginning. Like, after we, you know, have our man. We need to get our man fixed. And then they bring... There are other men in the movie, by the way, if there's any men's listening. You know, you won't be too bored. Don't worry. They keep coming up now. If, and again. if look, I do, I do know we have some male listeners, but at this point, like twenty eight episodes in, they've heard us screed about the men in this movie enough, so you don't have to worry about them. I promise. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> also, like I have a lot of retail experience, and I empathize heavily with I would show you, but I'm sort of confined to this desk. Like, I'm in a job that currently I'm trying to get out of, and has massive cutbacks, and so it's like, well, I would love to help you get this to your car, but I'm the only person on the floor. And so if I need to pee, I, I, I guess I'll die. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was when I worked retail, I was the only person in the store for eight to 10 hours. And so if I want, if I had to pee or eat, I had to close the store, which I wasn't supposed to do. Oh, 
yeah. it was just like okay i mean i think it was technically illegal but whatever you it's know. not illegal incredibly um, rude also i do love the tamashan yeah alice yes. i love that i oh, there's so there's a lovely amount of tartan in this movie i love uh carol's tartan bathrobe i know you've mentioned it before but i didn't realize how tartan it was like i thought it would be a it's a good bathroom bathroom, too it's a oh, good scene it's a, it's a very good scene absolutely mm-hmm. Um, also, Therese has a, a um, I think it's Royal Stewart uh, tartan scarf as well, which is, I used to work in a shop, the Edinburgh Woolen Mill, that is closed now, I can say how bad it was, um, <laughs> but we had a lot of tartan stuff, uh, and a little book of planned tartans, um, and people would ask about them and everything. That People get enamoured with the whole, the, the magic of like, oh, different plans from different time periods, it's like, Sort of, it was kind of revised and made into a touristy, yeah. uh, magical kind of thing in post. But it was kind of by like what clans and what areas had access to what colors, mm. and so they would those would kind of become their colors because not everyone had yellows like you see canon, like you don't see it in many other ones. There's like a formal dress mm-hmm. Stuart one, I believe, which is like a powder blue, which you really don't see very often. Um, but yeah, the the tartan's gorgeous. I love that. That's amazing. Wait, wait, hold on a second. If you know what the tartan for the scarf is, can you please send it to us afterwards? Because I, I I will reopen the Carol Collection Corner just for this. Uh, oh, I can... Honestly, you can probably get that pretty easily. I'll I'll just double-check that I got it right, but I'm pretty sure it's Royal Stewart. Okay. Royal Stewart. That's a good That's name. Pretty should good. I change my name to Royal Stewart? <laughs> well, it's like the, the Stewart... Um, Stewie baby. ...plan tartan. But there's, like, different... Stewie base. <laughs> different versions nice. of it. I'll put it in the King chat. Stew. King Stew. There you go. Pretty sure that's what it was. It's actually like one of the most popular that we had at the shop. We had it in all sorts of different mm. things. We had shawls with it. We had scarves with it. We had some hats with it. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, yeah, I, I liked that, but I also really liked Buchanan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this hat was vintage from the 50s. When you look at the, the Buchanan... Tams that they sell now, damage hunters that they sell now, they're not this pattern, like this vertical stripe pattern thing. I had to find these specifically on mm. Etsy, and like one comes up for sale every three months and I buy it. Honestly, I can see why you started <laughs> the Carol Collection Corner because there's so many items in this movie that are just so beautiful. Uh-huh. Like all of Carol's brooches are gorgeous. The two cameras that Therese has. Um, I know you keep talking about wanting the camera. Uh, which camera were you thinking? The one from the beginning? That's like I do have that one. Or the one that's just like solid metal? No, I do have that oh, one. The other I... one is a Canon, um, is a Canon Model 3, uh, or no, it's a, it's a Canon Rangefinder 3, I think. It's lo- a little harder to find because they're actually still usable for the most part, whereas the, the other one I have was, a, was like a consumer-grade model that they made a million of that no one really uses. Yeah. Oh, wow, they did their research. That, that adds up to the mm-hmm. movie context as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really cool. Actually, my favorite my favorite line from the the Frankenbergs bit is when they're talking and Carol's clearly flustered. She's not flirting with Therese yet. She's just kind of thinking out loud, like like when you were four. Uh, dolls. What are dolls? I shopping gets me so stressed. And then she talks about the train set with genuine interest, and she's like, "Wow, that's that soul." And it's just like, "Turn my day around, mm-hmm. lady." And the that's that would be a good one for the. Uh, oh yeah, well, well, I can, I yes! can get, I can get both versions. I could get the the first one, that's that, and then also the sad one at the end of the movie. Oh yes, that's like yeah. her catchphrase. Uh-huh. Her catchphrase. When Carol does stand up, she's always saying <laughs> she that's that. She goes on the stage, she says, 
just turns around in this gorgeous outfit and says, that's that. And people are like, oh my god! Queen of looks! That, that's that is the name of her first special. I feel like the second one is like Shop Girls and uh-huh. something. Shop, shop Girls and, uh, and... Sundays with Shop Girls. Sundays with Shop Girls. Sundays with Shop Girls is good, yes. She, she, she's up there, she's like, God, fucking Christmas, man. The turkey, you're always overcooking it. I swear <laughs> to God. And, and the help I have at my house, Florence, she's just always making Florence. faces at me. Look, I, I'm going enter- to thank a shop girl if she, if she returns my gloves. I don't see what the big deal is. Love the hat. Yeah. Why not be nice? I was just a lovely scene, and it, it felt very genuine. Like a lot of this movie feels, and you've said it before, because it's like looking through windows, looking through uh, glass, and at different angles, like security cameras. Like it's all very voyeuristic in in some parts. Yeah. Especially when they're when they're not alone. Yeah. When they are alone, sometimes the camera becomes more normal and like just yeah. warm tones. Like yeah, it's it's very intimate, very intimate. Um. I was noticing this time the uh, there are a couple of shots where the camera is it's a very point of view angle, mm-hmm. like specifically when they break into Tommy Tucker's hotel room, you can tell that you're in like Carol's POV. Oh yeah, um, it happens very rarely in the movie that the camera is used for that, but like the camera is such an in- the intentional use of it is really fucking fast. Yeah, I randomly I found another Ed Lockman crazy shot that I, I texted Laser about. Which is when when Therese is filling the teapot when she's at Carol's for the first time and she's she's making tea and, and the tray in the reflection of the teapot you can see her face. What? Ed Lockman's crazy for this. He's part. crazy. He's crazy. My word, that's a wonderful tea. Set oh yeah, that was gorgeous. Like I also am kind of there. Like, did you send Florence away for this or? <laughs> yeah, where Florence was there. You have- you have someone for yeah. that, right? Like, yeah, but it's it's Florence. It's your union break it, now. Go away. It's, I have a girl it's part of the mommy's baby play that that Therese has to do make the tea because she's a good girl. I think Florence is in the background chopping something. Maybe she's making dinner when Therese walks by. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, well, I have a lot of notes about the Frank. I mean, it's gonna, please, uh, please keep going. Keep... I have notes about the other scenes. I just no, really no, it's, it's it. iconic. Please go on. Yes. Do you do you oh, know what kind enough. of hat Carol wears in that scene? The like kind of clamshelly half half hat thing. Do you have any idea what that is? Oh, I love that with the, the like the the pink and the different pink yeah. in the middle kind of goes around. No, I think it was gorgeous though. We're still trying to figure out what kind of hat that is. It's a really interesting hat. I let me know as well. If yeah, you I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, I know a bit about the tartans. I know a bit about tea okay. sets. Not just because I'm a stereotype, <laughs> but because I worked in like a a shop for tourists that also had like you were you were a professional stereotype. Nice. I really was. <laughs> I sold tea in all sorts. Uh, the Frankenberg announcer sounds a lot like Josh Klotz. <laughs> is one of my notes. I was distracted by how much it sounded like Josh. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, friend of the podcast, Josh Claus. It does. It does. I, I had a thought about that when I was watching this time, which is, do you think that's that's a guy sitting at a microphone, right? And, and just talking into it all day? Uh-huh. Like, that's not pre-recorded. Oh, totally. There's no way. And so... No, they wouldn't have recorded. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. He, he talks a lot. He does. He never. He's always there in the background. Like, he doesn't yeah. stop. Like, these days we have a kind of um, shop radio going mm-hmm. on. I don't know if it's the same in the States, oh, yeah. it probably is. Like, to save money on having to pay for licensed music, 
they produce their own, which is normally acceptable to garbage, depending uh, on where you work. Uh, yeah. Or like they don't record their own music. I mean, like they like purchase ones that mm-hmm. are cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, it's not like like Muzak, like no, almost no, 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 Shakira. No, no, like, <laughs> no, no. Like when I worked at the Edinburgh Woolen Mill, it was very um, Scottish Christian adjacent, Ooh. like non-threatening, non-offensive. Um, sometimes going in a bit of a Jesus-y direction, but not too much. It was always very, like, stuff that your mom would have in the background, not intentionally, just came on the radio on a station that she found acceptable. And then I worked at a card shop, which had, like, license for actual songs, like the charts, and now I'm looking at somewhere else, and they have, like, it sounds like this chart song, but by someone you've never heard of, and it's it's also a song. Yeah. Don't worry about it's, it. It's one of those things that like just trying to keep the energy. They do the, they do that in ads sometimes too. They get things that sound like a, like a fa- like the famous song or the 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 popular song, but it's not exactly. Um, That's big business. I I went to yeah, a conference yeah. recently where um a lot of like in in Canada, um and and the like all the artists there were basically like we don't want to tour and we don't want to be famous. Our job is just we want to get our mo- music synced or licensed for stuff. And part of that is just making music that sounds like music that is popular so that it just gets purchased and licensed for stuff, commercials or films or whatever. Oh, yeah. There's a fascinating art to it. Like, there's um, the Blah Blah Blahs are a cool band. Uh, they name themselves as mm-hmm. a parody of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs because they had that one song, Maps, that they couldn't escape anywhere. And they just decided to say, really annoying the song. It never ends. It's, it's like three words. But yeah, the blah 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 is specifically make music that is androgynous, like not falling to any specific genders, that is like pleasing to the ear, very could be about anything. Uh, and so they deliberately do this and in very mod fashiony style to get marketing gigs because they're just very acceptable. Uh, but then like Ashley, who's the um the front woman, also does songwriting for other artists because at least she knows what she's doing. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say that, like, we have pre-recorded messages from actors uh, saying, like, oh, now you're in our shop. Why not check out the blah, blah, blah discounts on the, the barbecues? The congratulations, I can Mamie, a non-Eurasian like... pizza. <laughs> yeah, when, so this is this is semi related. When I back when I was in high school, this was like in two thousand one, two thousand two. Um, I worked at Kmart, and we we had one hour of music and and ads that repeated every hour on the hour. And there was a there was a there was a, a read ad from Toby Keith talking about his new song, how he wanted to kick Bin Laden's ass. Wow! It came on eighteen minutes every hour, and I always tried to find a way to be like in the back or out getting carts or something so I didn't have to hear this fucking ad every day for an eight hour shift. It was so awful. Ah, wow. So specific. Yeah. That's that that's I mean that that's that's how it's seared into my memory, but yeah. Oh wow. So I can't help you with that. Carol's beautiful manor house is beautiful. I can't help you with that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I also put here and I use pencil for most of this, but in thick pen I put Therese has no interest in these men. This is very true. Every scene where she's alone with a man for a bit, that they're like, ah, oh, the dame is in the room with me. I gotta see if I can get a smooch on. And it's like, why? <laughs> you why do you really, all want to kiss her? You have a really, really good American accent. That was great. Yeah, that, that was a very good, like, 
mid-Atlantic radio announcer or, or, or like like 1950s oh, yeah. guy voice? Oh, like 50s radio announcer in an Art Deco setting is like my favorite aesthetic. Like, I, w- I would love one of those Bob Barker microphones. <laughs> the listener didn't see uh, her with the cigarette, but that's an important part of the Oh, act. yeah, I'm, I'm having a, cig- uh, a, yeah. a cigarette. Actually, it's a bit wider, so maybe it's a cigar. Yeah. Although, <laughs> when I do is, that voice. This is interesting. Do any of the men smoke in this movie? All the women do. Um, oh, good question. I'm not sure. I don't think they do. What, was someone smoking at the bar, maybe? office. In the bar scene? I haven't noticed. We'll notice next time. Yeah. I feel like maybe. They were definitely drinking at the bar. Definitely drinking. They have all of those bottles of beer. Yes. Oh. Wait, I feel like we've gone back and forth yeah. on this. I know I was saying it was a lot, and you and that <laughs> were saying it wasn't that much. I don't think, I think it's a lot of bottles of beer. I don't think it's a lot of, I don't, I don't think it shows that they, anyway. My kid brother, the alcoholic. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> I have it open in. I have it open in premiere, and the secret is I don't have to click too many times to figure out the scene I want to clip. Yeah, yeah, she knows the memorized the films and the timestamps. You know it by heart. Oh, uh, oh. Um, sorry. Last thing about Frankenberg's, I think. Uh, nope. I have more notes about Frankenberg's. Great. Damn, I just go for it. Go for it. Um, what was the the manager's name? The Roberta. Glasses. She doesn't have a name. No, her name is Roberta. I was wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so wrong. It's not said in the movie, but it's in the credits and it's in the screenplay. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Um, so Roberta, who I I'm sure someone's already pointed this out, but the only woman not wearing the Santa hat, being like, wear the Santa hat, like, oh yes, the 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 pointy clicky. Ah, yes, yes. It's like Roberta, you're not doing that. You're not even wearing a different hat. You could wear a hat. I know you think you're above this. She, she's a manager. She's the manager. She doesn't have to do the thing. You know You know how it rolls. You hate works. to see a girl boss winning is what it is. You hate to see a girl <laughs> boss winning. <laughs> she also just seems like she doesn't want to be doing things for other people. Like, I have to get you a pencil and a paper. Ugh. Oh, my God. That, that is my favorite thing to point you out. You want to wash your feet next? The, 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 the way she snaps uh. her arm back when she hands the, 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 pe- the pen and paper to, to Therese. Oh, she's so angry. Like... <laughs> Does she already know that Therese is a lesbian before she knows? This, and she's just feeling that pressure. This, this is my fan theory, which is she is, she is a lipstick lesbian, and she's worried that the baby gay out here is going to be exposing everyone. That's why she's so hard oh, on her. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, my theory is that she's, of course, the doll child, and that she's annoyed she has to leave her <laughs> section. So she put a train in the doll section, it became a person, and that she's wanted to go back to the train section ever since. Yes. Okay, okay, I think the last notes I have from Frankenberg's Frankenberg's Frankenberg, Frankenberg. The last note I have from that is, like, Therese clearly speaking code on the phone. Like, it's early in the movie, they're not flirting or Mm -hmm. anything yet, but when Therese is on the phone to Carol, she's very specifically so management can hear, like, oh, Mrs. Aird, did you get the train set? Like, keep it business. Like, the speaking in code, it feels like relatable uh, like trying to say my management is yeah. here i mean if you want my body tell I, me later i do think that like, therese is very intimidated by this woman because because she's she was clearly like she came in she swept it she swept in was super sophisticated like the scene where she's contemplating mailing the gloves i think is her just thinking like 
do I want to even try? Like, it's it's like one of those things where it's like you want to ask someone out and you don't know if if you if you should even do it because you're gonna get hurt and stuff like that. It, it felt very. That's the energy I feel from her at that part of the movie. Yeah, she's very larger than life, especially with that giant fur coat adding to her silhouette. And so she's very intimidating, I can see. Especially, like, she looks so high class, Mm -hmm. and retail does not pay well. Therese in her scarcely adorned apartment that she manages to cover eventually with her own taken photographs from a cheap camera. Like, clearly they're not on the same level. She's like, this woman is out of my league. Am I going to be in trouble for talking to her? Like... Yes. Uh, one thing I don't know if it's been said before, I don't think so, is that uh, Harge and Carol are so desynchronized that they even refer to their daughter as the opposite thing. Um, yeah, Carol refers to her as yep. Snowflake. I love you, Snowflake. Um, and then Harge refers to her as Sunshine. Hiya, Sunshine. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's cool. Like. They both love Rindy. I think that Carol loves Rindy a lot more. Um, but the fact that they're so like at odds with each other, they literally go for the opposing elements. Like, <laughs> that's how divorced do you need to be? That's, that's great. You know? I mean, honestly, that that's not that is definitely not something we've thought about. So thank you. Yeah, but and the ironic <laughs> thing is that actually Rindy is an Earthbender. <laughs> <laughs> Should have guessed from the name, <sighs> Rindy, like the rhyme. Hmm. <sighs> She can make fruit. She surrounds herself with fruit. Uh, I just wrote, oh, Richard, you git. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Can we get that (laughs) clip? Can we get, oh, Richard, you git as a clip, please? Just for future. No! I can't clip that one now, but I'll get that for the future, yes. Nice. Oh, wonderful. You made me buy both tickets. like, Therese is... (laughs) (laughs) Triangle man, you asshole. It's that Therese is talking to Richard at one point about, like, oh, and I've applied for this thing, and I'm going to try and get this job at the time, so I'm taking pictures, and I feel really good about myself, and I'm on the up. And Richard's there like, have you thought about Europe? Yeah. Like, sure, ignore what I'm saying, that's fine. I'll just put my little book away with my little dreams in my little pocket, in my little life. And then she's like, hey, have you heard of homosexuality? Just just how normal conversations. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, that scene, that scene where she's just insisted, like, you've heard of this, right? Like, She's trying so hard to get the men in the film to leave her the fuck alone. It's really good. It's actually, it's topical because she's like, I don't mean like gay people. I mean, just like, you know, falling in love with somebody. I think we're all a little bit queer, Taika. Like, sure we are, honey. Of course. Yeah, everyone in this movie. Not not just you. Not just you. And the- okay, what are your, what are the rest of your notes, Arian? Oh, God. Oh, I love when they're finally on the road trip and they're alone together. The Christmas music plays in full and like, there's no backgroundy noise, it's just them. Like, again, the cinematography is so intentionally beautiful. And I feel like them, when they're finally alone together and they get to be happy, like, giggling over opening the record and the presents, that's my Harold the Lesbian scene. Oh, okay. I think, th- I think that would be the one, because, like, it's all about, will they, will they, are they, until then? And then it's like, oh my god, they're so happy, they're so sweet and so cute. And now they finally got away from the men. They get to enjoy themselves. They get to go to Philadelphia and have chili in a restaurant. I was actually, speaking of Harold, they're lesbians. I was thinking, what if that happened during an Abbey Carol scene? Oh, that's a good Like point. during the, um, the martini scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Redhead is outside that... Paramus. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. I feel like that could be a heralder list. That's true. That could be it, yeah, because there's not there's implications that Abby has, you know, lesbian tendencies. I should use the word a lesbian les more. You know, she's not lesbian, you know. <laughs> there's a history there. Uh, so yeah, that would be a bit more of a concreting of the scene, like, I have my eye on a redhead out there. That's, I can see that being the Harold, but that's what mm -hmm. the But oh, I can't help you with that. That's I can't good. help you with that. God, yeah. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, because before, like, that quiet response is Sarah Paulson being like, you have a lot of goddamn nerve, a man coming to my house, asking for women, like in my lesbian manner. <laughs> in my manner to lesbian. <laughs> How dare you? Oh. Casa de Sappho of all places. <laughs> like, she's so angry. Hold on, wait, can we all get wooden signs that say Casa de Sappho to put over our doors, please? <laughs> <laughs> my house already has like 12 names, but I will, I will adopt Casa de Sappho. <laughs> If you'll let me. Let's just combine some Greek and Italian <laughs> words. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, with the gun. Is it implied that Therese took the bullets out? I don't think, think there were ever bullets. Yeah, I don't think there were ever bullets either. I think it was. I I think it was definitely just a thing to have for like safety. Like if they got st like stood up or something, that that Carol would have it to point at someone. But I don't think she ever had bullets. That makes sense. That was just another one of her grand arsenal of beautiful props. Yes. Like, it's a very clean and shiny gun. She brought it as a sex toy. And then she ended up needing to use it for, um... <laughs> she brought it in case, like, Therese was into really specific roleplay. Alice hated that. That was a joke that Alice really didn't like. Okay. Yeah, Alice is, uh, make it, made a face like a cat licked something they deep. I, I took a screenshot of, the, of my face, so... Good. <laughs> okay, great, great. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, I don't think she ever, I don't think there were ever bullets for her. I think it was just to threaten people, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know, like, Therese was worried about the gun, and yeah. she lied, yeah. and after she tries to shoot the recording yeah. machine with no bullets in it... Maybe Carol just either, like, really doesn't know. know how guns work. No, there's, there's only, like, two things you do on a gun. Lick it. What's the other one? You decide at home. <laughs> Lick your holtzman. There are only two or... things lesbians do with guns. Lick them. And threaten private investigators. Yes. Oh, thank you for bringing Holtzman. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry, yes. Alice. Well, what were you going to say? What's the other thing you do with the gun? I don't. I don't know. Um. <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> Never. Uh, I also agree that Tommy Tucker uh was just used weirdly, like this this secret private investigator type of person. And yeah, like I I think it would have made a bit more sense if he was surprised by Therese going to the icebox and he was already there. But the fact that he comes around when he could have been voyeuring or whatever or taking pictures and instead it's like, hey, old lady, you want me to get you some ice out of this box? And then sees her in the morning as well and like comes into their life. And I, I think you both said it before how it's like, please ask me what's in this box. But ask me what's in this briefcase. I want to show you what's in this briefcase. It's recording equipment. I can't show you what's in this briefcase. Do you want National Geographic? I've got it in its briefcase. I don't have it in this briefcase. <laughs> you know what? He... Please don't ask me for National Geographic. Why'd I say that's that? That's bold. Do you have that one? I don't know yet. I'm working on it. Oh, that's bold. All right, well, he's well. definitely being bold. I feel like he thinks he's he's the star of his own movie, where he's like, I'm being all risky, 
Yeah. And I'm I'm making this habit because yeah, no, it's definitely like unnecessarily risky for a private investigator, but it's also like definitely ramps up the tension. Oh, yeah, like it's it's finally like remembering it's a Patricia Highsmith novel because they're like suspense, you yeah. say. Okay. So I do think that part of it is a contrivance for the movie, but I also just had a thought. He doesn't no one knows Therese's name until he meets her. Because they don't even they don't yeah, they don't say girl. Therese's name in the scene where Harge barges in on them. So, um, that was I think because I always thought like it's maybe it's that he's trying to verify that it's um that it's actually Carol. But I think that was actually because he needed to know who Therese was. That makes sense because yeah, when Harge barged, <laughs> um, didn't ask who Therese was, never got Therese's name. Was just like, how do you know my wife? It's like. I know you're angry, dude, but she could just answer, oh, you know, chess club. Then then what? What have you got? Yeah. Could have opened with, are you a lesbian? We don't have well, a chess no, set at this house. You, 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 you know, looking at the two of them, like, they got their, they, they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Harge fucking knows what's going on. Pattern of behavior. Cookie jar, is that what the kids call it these days? <laughs> All I have to add is eyebrow wiggles for this. Which is great on an audio medium. <laughs> 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 We're wiggling the eyebrows a lot for those who are listening. Okay, I'll, I'll make this or listening, you know, on your walk to work. I'll or make wherever. this the I'll make this the the trailer, the social media trailer. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this out too. So many eyebrow wiggles. Or what else you got, Harriet? <laughs> I think I've come to the end of my okay. notes. I've mentioned the the tartan scarf. Uh, yeah, I just. I really, really enjoyed it's it. It's a book. Yeah. You think like, you're going to watch it 51 more times? I mean, probably not, but I might watch it again while I'm doing artwork, which is what I was doing at mm -hmm. the time. Um, and then ended up doing very little art. Women, you said it, pal. <laughs> Women, you said it, pal. My kid brother, the jerk philosopher. Relevant. Relevant. <laughs> That's that. That's that. You made me buy boat tickets! <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Well, you could just listen. Richard just doesn't listen to her, ever. I mean, I know uh, how you get into a relationship like that, but you're right. Like, they have. He's just like, yeah, okay, she's hot, I guess, so we're dating. And she's like, I don't know, we're dating, so we're dating. God damn it! Yes! I mean, so loud. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, honey. We've been playing a lot of The Sims, and that involves a lot of fixing things. So I feel like that's I should have that clip just for for uh, yeah, uh, that. Like that was an interesting one as well. Like he comes to grab Rindy in the middle of the night, like an a hole, and demands that Carol come with him. And it's like, no, I'm I'm here with a person. Don't worry about it. Um, also, it's like you had plans. She's being a good planning person here. You're like, Rennie wants her mother, by which I mean, get in the car. Um, and then he's fixing. That's a sink. bald. And then he's fixing a sink. Like, like he needed a reason to stick around long enough for Carol to try and change his mind. And she was like, oh, hang on, I need, to do a, I need a man thing for you to do. Takes out a notebook. Can you fix the sink while you're here? God damn it! <laughs>
You enjoy yourself on there. Nice. Nice. What's that song that starts like do 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 do? Because that's what the goddamn it is reminding me of. Like, you could do an intro to that song that's like. No, that goes into like do 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 do. I need to. No, I don't know. I need to remember it. I'll message later. Relevant. Alice's Alice's page of the podcast is now just a soundboard. Yeah, it's, it's it's smart stuff with Justin and Justin McElroy and Roman Mars. My kid brother, the jerk philosopher. I can't help you with that. Oh God, sorry. That reminds me as well. The four of them, like, like when they clearly found out they couldn't rent a cinema for the sake of a thirty-second scene, oh. and decided to cram four people and a projector into what was it? A room? Yes. Was it? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. They, I think they're. they're... It's it's because um older McElroy brother is the uh he's the projectionist. Yes. That, oh, yeah. yeah, that's his job. It just seemed it just seemed like they were so crammed in there. Yeah. Which I guess does make sense for projectionists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess they know the projectionist, so that makes sense. I don't know. I just find it also weird that Richard was like, Is she is is Therese sitting on his yeah. lap? Is he just being lecherous from a row behind? It's like, no, it looks like they're like crammed into an uh -huh. elevator together. Yeah, he's being gross. And she's, and she's not into she's it. She's not into it. Richard, no, not Richard, other guy. No, nope, Richard. Richard. Richard, back yeah. off. Go make out with Harge. He's needy. Carrie Ann, one of the things we like asking people on this show is if you were putting yourself into a Carol sequel, like Carol Two, who would you want to play? Or if if you were just in the movie in this universe, who would you want to play? Uh, so Carol Two, which I would imagine as a Christmas Carol or a Carol Cross which is like the next Christmas after Great. movie. Um, you know, I know that you've had your own theories, but that's I I love it as a Christmas. Great, movie. I'm down. Um, yeah, totally. it's kind of like um, it's uh, like the Princess Switch movies, how they come out every Christmas. Yes. Yeah, totally. And the the one linking factor between them all will be Carrie yeah. Brownstein. Uh, who I didn't, I don't actually know Carrie Brownstein at all, so I wasn't too You're put fine. off by that. <laughs> but but the idea that the person that has that small of a role is like one of the most famous people there, and the most of the famous lesbian yeah. people there, is they're like, wait, really? How, can how I just odd? say, what if? I can see what concerning. if we just keep making Carol sequels, and each future one has another Carol in it, like the Princess Switch, just like <laughs> another identical Carol, and then they just start having like confusing Carol. Uh, mishaps where one of yes. them is a princess, or one of them is a oh, it's like, a competing furniture house. Yeah, we're living together now, Therese. Um, you'll have to meet my family. <laughs> it's like they're all lesbian seductresses. There's like Carol on a motorcycle. <gasps> oh, say less. Carol who like wears dungarees and owns like a truck stop or something. Like, Wait, this is just this is just... Carol who lives amongst wolves. Just... This is just becoming Orphan Black. This is literally just Orphan Black. <laughs> it is becoming Orphan Black. Oh, no, I need Carol on a motorcycle now. Yeah. Uh, go watch Ocean's 8. It's really yeah, good. Has, has Kate Blanchett ever ridden a motorcycle? Ocean's 8. Okay. Yeah. Ocean's 8. Well, I don't know if, she, I don't know if she's yeah. the one riding it, but, you know, her character. In Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Rooney Mara drives a motorcycle, so. Go on. Yeah. That's a good movie. Okay. You, you should watch it. So I had a I had an ulterior motive for bringing this up because one of my one of our one of our when we when we talk about this always lasers I lasers character is always the person who the, like so Richard has a new girlfriend at the end of the movie 
And the thinking is he would be on the boat to Europe that he keeps talking about with um with his new girlfriend, and Laser would be on that on that boat as well and seduce the new girlfriend. Um uh, yes, I, I, I did a little digging, and I found the person who played the girlfriend. And I've got good news for you, Laser. She's really fucking hot. I put her, I put her Instagram in the private chat. She oh, is a model. Really? Yes. Ooh. You get the next best thing. You'll go and s- seduce Deidre. Yes. Ooh. She's a very attractive woman. And it was really hard to tell if that was her or not, because in the credit, she's listed as Party Girl 1. And I wasn't sure if she was just an extra. And, like, because, like, in the scene, you can't really see her face. You kind of see her from the side with, with, and they, like, mousied her up with the glasses and the ponytail. But, like, on her backstage profile, which is the casting website, she lists herself as, 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 as Richard's new boyfriend. So. Richard's new girlfriend? Amazing. Or, yeah, sorry. Richard, Richard's new girlfriend. Yeah, she's really, really, oh, really not my type. But she is hot, I guess. She's hot. Yeah, you can have her. It looks great. I love Wait, it. That's not how this works. <laughs> so her name was Gidra Bomb. Yes. I don't know if she got married or divorced, but now she's Gidra Mokka. I think the Bond was probably like an Americanized last name. Uh, which means you might have to seduce her. But it may mean that later you do get the opportunity to seduce her away from her husband. James I mean, Bond. I, fewer straight people in the world is always good. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh! That's the other thing. I'm pretty sure she's gay. If you look oh, at her Instagram, oh, the right. only photos there are no photos of her with men, and there's a bunch of photos with her with women with that say like things like date night and stuff. So, I think she might be gay. Oh, really? that's exciting. Yeah. It's just some good photos. Wow. I was very excited when I found this last night. Amazing! I love this. Good research. Okay, we didn't let Harry Ann decide what character she wants to play in Carol. Oh, sorry. Yeah, who am I in the Carol sequel? Um. I could be a trans lesbian private investigator investigating Tommy Tucker, <gasps> who investigated one thing too hard and too far and needs to be stopped. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a Veronica Mars kind of thing. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you you are with the like agency that, that grants licenses to private investigators, and you gotta you gotta you gotta come rein them in. <laughs> like like you see him leaving like a uh, a very strict looking bureaucratic building, then it cuts to. A slightly darker bureaucratic yeah. building, <laughs> and it's like we need someone to investigate an investigator. Yeah. But it's like, I like this because I have a license to delicense. I feel like you would have like a really like stylish hat and jacket too. Like it would be very oh. very good. That still somehow it shows off the like side shave haircut, but like there's like a a cool fedora, or maybe it's like a tiny fedora that just goes on the middle of your head. Yeah, a tiny fedora. So- like a tiny clay fedora as a uh-huh, yes. The movie starts with you at dinner or at, at a breakfast with this guy sitting across there with cups of coffee, and you're like, "Okay, you were hired to trail them. Why did you introduce yourself to them?" <laughs> okay, I get the ice bucket thing, but yes. notions, really? <laughs> you're putting your mission at risk. <laughs> we have a code <laughs> down at the private investigations bureau. <sighs> I like that. I I think this is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I had a question that came up when I was watching, which is, what do you think happens? I mean, this is kind of related. What do you think happens to Carol and Therese after the movie? Do you think they stay together? Do you think they're only together for like a few months? Carol doesn't seem like the kind of person who can really um, settle down. I think there's a um, the very good uh, gay manga called Antiques Bakery, hmm. where there's a lot of will they or won't they? 
And it's kind of, and the author does a lot of like smuttier versions on the side that have like scenes they take to convention. Mm, yep. Um, and one of the beautiful lines from that is uh, after they've had a wonderful intimate night together putting on perfume. <laughs> uh, it's like, <laughs> like, are, are we dating now? No, I will never date you. And that means we'll never break up. Oh. <gasps> and it's this this thing like an understanding between these two men that have so much BS in their past that they can't accept themselves being together romantically. Um, but they are and they want to be, so they, they change the terms of the arrangement. I feel like it could be like that, like, they do get together, but Therese is now trying to play more of the, the cat than the mouse role, uh, cancelling at the last minute and making it kind of a game. Like, if, if it was a trilogy, because everything has to be, you know, well, like, ten years ago, everything had to be a trilogy, and now everything has to be a multiverse, which is, you know... Or or an eight episode miniseries, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a limited TV event. You could definitely have, like, first one, Carol is seductive, Rooney Mara is entranced. Second one, Rooney Mara is trying really hard to be seductive, sometimes fumbling, sometimes doing a really good job of it. Carol is entranced. Third one, they both try really hard to be seductive, and then they just, they just accept and get married. Because at that point, it'll be further in the future. It is hard because it doesn't feel like they know each other that well. But we also yeah. don't see a lot of the road trip. We don't see like them going to petting zoos and whatever, all of the stuff that they do along the way. Like, do they have stuff in common? Does like Carol actually care about Therese's dream to be a photographer, or is she mostly interested in her as she relates to Carol? You know, right? I don't know. Is she just attracted to her as another person, and because like. I think Carol mostly just talks about herself. Like yeah. she does ask, she does ask Therese about the photography stuff, but that felt like she was only doing it to try to get her to get her to kiss her. Yep. Yeah, they don't. They... Yeah, and like that combined with the "ask me things" line, which is so good. Um, and I know you've got that. Um... God damn it! Oh, <laughs> Like, that scene is, it also is very, like, ask me this, take an interest in my life, please look at me, please, well, God, I I thought me. that was, like, um, I, I thought, I definitely thought when Therese was like, I want to ask you things, it's like, how do two women have sex? Like, <laughs> where, where is the penis? Where does the, where does the penis come from? Do the vaginas twist? I want to ask you things. Was, was that, was that coat real fur or was it fur? It looked amazing. What do you call that hat? <laughs> How do I yes. find <laughs> Have you got the expansions for the train set? Are you setting up like a little scene or is it more of a world? <laughs> Did you buy that one brooch twice or were they two separate brooches? Is that scarf connected to the little pocket square or are they two different things? No, that no, that's her glove. I figured it out. Th that's her gloves. That's her gloves. Oh, okay. Oh, is this the yes. restaurant scene with the, yeah. with the scarf that well, is well, somehow no. or, or, well, under she the has, She has the scarf around her neck that she pulls over her head, but then she's also wearing gloves that she's taking off in the street, and I think that's what's in the pocket. Oh, and she has matching gloves with the hat because she's just yes. that fabulous. Yes. That's bold. Well, that's bold. Oh. <laughs> God, wow, the delivery of that Every line. time I hear that... Very interesting. Every time I hear context. that, I think he's saying, well, that's brisk, baby. <laughs> I know. Well, that's bold. <laughs> 
She's looking this up. Um, I'm double clicks live on Twitch. I have a Kickstarter launching. Oh, it will have already launched um, when this goes out. So go find my album. It's called uh, Laser. It's just on Kickstarter. You can if you if you look up my stuff, um, and it probably has a Carol song on it. I have written a song about my divorce that's about Carol. Um, well, that's bold. If I decide to put it on the record, it will be. It'll be good. You should check it out. And I saw one of Laser's live streams the other day, and some of those songs were on there, and it's really good. Nice. I'm very excited to hear it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I, I usually do that. Thank you. I have a link tree. You can find it from my Twitter. My Twitter is at MXHarryBentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, like the car. Uh, and my Twitch, which is kind of where I do most of my stuff these days, uh, is not loading. Not your know your own Twitch. Hold on, your call is very important to us. It's also MX Harry Ann. Hey! Like, and with an E. You almost Harry Bentley, don't mind. Yes. Yes, MX Harry Ann. Harry, and then H A R Y A N N E. Yay! If you like animal prints and the color pink, you'll love Harry Ann. <laughs> I, I do. I enjoy these things very much. I have a Society 6 store that I made exclusively to make, like, white flag colors in. Yeah, different animal prints. I've done nothing else with it. I just, I do vector art sometimes. I did that, left it there, and I'm very happy with it. Perfect. It's nice. Listen, it's a good brand. Bold. Well, that's bold. And it's nice. <laughs> nice. And you, made me, you buy... made me buy boat tickets. <laughs> You're on the same. <laughs> My kid brother, the jerk oh philosopher. Oh my god, you're so sick. 
Women. You said it, pal. You said it, pal. Well, that's that, everybody. Thank that's you. that. As we always say to end the show. Can you just hear them by making it my little brother, the woman? <laughs> my kid brother, the women. You said it, pal. Huh, I don't know. Oh. My kid brother, the women. You said it, pal. <laughs> I hope this is oh, I love you too as so fun much. for everybody else as it was for us. Alright, we're back, baby. And that's we're that. Back. Ah. As we always say to end the that's podcast. That. That's that. That's that. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Ann. Thank you, Harry Ann. You're very welcome. I had a blast. Living for you. The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. The show is produced by me, Alice, and you can find out more about us at our website, bestidea.gay, or buy merchandise from the show at alice.deals/bestidea. Our theme song is the jazz standard Easy Livin', as performed by Flowerlinks. Find more information about them in our show notes. You can leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. Please tell your friends about this show, especially if you're friends with Rooney Mara. I'm pretty sure I've said in this slot before, but honestly, I'm coming back around.